wrote so many songs about the name. You don't get that everywhere you go. Now, some of you know me. Some of you don't know me. Some wished you had never known me. I have to be myself. I first want to say what a great privilege and honor it is to be in Salem, Illinois with Pastor and Sister Jean and family. They have treated us royally. As you know, they always treat everybody. Uh, we counted an honor that we could be here on this beautiful Sunday morning. I appreciate the sunshine. Can somebody say amen for the sunshine? Hallelujah. I'm glad the S-O-N is shining down on us today also. Praise the Lord. I want to say that I'm very happy to have my bride with me in just a week or two. Uh, it'll be 54 years that we will celebrate our anniversary. Now, we, uh, we have a couple in our church that's been married a little longer than we have. And uh, Brother Sanders uh, and Sister Sanders, and when they asked him, he said, Well, we got married for better or for worse, said, she couldn't have done better, and I couldn't have done worse. But he is, he is in the hospital now, recovering from surgery, and that's the truth. Come on, the Bible said laughter doeth good like a medicine. And God must have a sense of humor, because just look in the mirror, and God definitely must have a sense of humor. Praise God, I love your beautiful new building and all that's going on. Thank you. Now... It'll take me just a minute or two to kind of settle down here. I've been preaching 55, 56, 57 years. I don't remember now. At my age, I can use that lack of memory, you know. Uh, but I still get nervous when I stand to preach the Word of God. I don't want to be a preacher. I want to be a minister. I didn't come to impress you. I've Live too many years to try to impress anybody. But I do want to help you, or I want to allow God to help you and God to touch you. Hallelujah. So you just bear with me. Uh, I, I take a little time getting into it, but once I get the motor running, sometimes I don't stop for four or five or six. Hallelujah. Well, when we got here last night, and I want to say our room is really, really nice, and the, uh, uh, I had told Sister Teresa that I wanted some fried crappie and some jerky, because I know Brother and Pastor Gene is a fisherman and a, and a hunter, and uh, so uh, I did get some uh, jerky, all, you know, that little stuff you buy at the store wasn't she said, sorry, but can't have any fried crappie. I also went to the store to get some products here. And uh, I don't know about your Walmart, but man, kind of looks kind of bad. Can you all see that way over there? You know, it kind of had a little problem along the way there. i just leave this here for a little bit. Yeah. Now, I know y'all getting hungry, but none of that would make you have an appetite. 
I want to read just a couple verses from the book of Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16 in your hearing. It said, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Feel the presence of the Lord. I'm not good at finding titles for sermons, but I just want to preach this tonight. Bring your damaged goods to Jesus. For we have a high priest who is touched. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And uh, I have a bunch of notes, but I have trouble staying with notes. When I started preaching, you didn't have iPads. They barely had typewriters. And none of them were electric. There was no computer program that I'd ever heard of. So I just came preaching by let her fly. Open your mouth and let her fly. And pray the Holy Ghost helps you. Because if the Holy Ghost doesn't help us today... We're just going to leave here empty. But if we'll let the Holy Ghost help us, the Word of God, which is sharper than a two-edged sword, will come not to destroy, but to help us and to teach us and to lead us in a path that will give us the joy of our heart. I read this story some time back. Probably four or five years ago, maybe longer. And maybe you've heard it, and if you will, please bear with me as I go through it again. A store owner was tacking a sign in his store window that read, Puppies for sale, when a little boy appeared. How much are you selling the puppies for, he asked. Man told the lad he didn't expect to let any one of them go for less than $50. The boy reached into his pocket and he pulled out some change and looked up at the store owner and said, I have $2.37. Can I look at them? The store owner smiled and kind of whistled. From the kennel, a dog named Lady came running down the aisle, followed by five tiny balls of fur. One puppy lagged behind. Immediately, the little boy asked about the limping puppy. What's wrong with that doggy? The veterinarian told us the dog is missing a hip socket, said the store owner. He'll always limp like that. That's the one I want to buy, the lad said quickly. The store owner replied, No, you don't want to buy that dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. You see, the little puppy was damaged good. The boy came close to the store owner's face and said angrily, 
I don't want you to just give him to me. That doggy is worth just as much as all the other puppies, and I'll pay full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 now and pay you 50 cents a month until I get him paid. The owner replied, no, no, no. You don't want that dog. Never going to be able to run and jump and play like other dogs. In response, the little boy pulled up his pant leg and revealed a badly twisted little leg supported by two steel braces. Well, sir, he said, I don't run so well myself, and the puppy will need someone who understands. In a congregation this size, there's a lot of hurting. There's a lot of damaged goods. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm not saying you're evil. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of hearts that's been damaged by the power of sin and hell. And like that little puppy that's over there that nobody really wants. There is a Savior called Jesus Christ that specializes in reaching out to the damaged goods of this world and bringing it there because he said, I, he said, I will pay the price. I will buy the damaged goods. Aren't you glad that while you were yet a sinner, the Lord came knocking at your door and said, I paid for your sins. I paid the price for your soul. I'm glad I've got a God that will take the damaged goods of life see the world kind of puts the damaged goods in a special box sometimes and then they reduce the price it just lost its value it's just a dented old can just a bunch of bread. Boy, it was hard for me to crush this bread. It's just a box of, of whatever these things are. Oh, there you go, bud. Some Kleenex. And though they are damaged on the outside, there's still the opportunity of the inside. You say, who would want that loaf of bread? There's a lot of people in the good old USA would love to have a loaf of bread, even though it's damaged, even though it uh, has been squashed. Uh, there's a lot of people that would like to have a can of spaghetti. I'm telling you, I've got a God that I don't care what your condition is. Uh, I don't care how low life has been. Uh, I've got a God that will go to the damaged product box uh, and will pull the product out of there and God says I want that we've all been hurt but thank God I can go to an altar and there at Calvary God will take the damaged goods see we're we were all born with defects. The Bible said all have sinned. All have sinned. Don't put your self-righteous Sunday morning clothes on. Feel like you haven't been there. 
born in sin and iniquity were we shapen. But thank God we got a place called Calvary. We have a high priest. We have somebody who really cares. We were all damaged goods. Jesus came that we might overcome the damaged goods. Jesus will pay full price for us. I feel something here right now. See, the thing of it is, there is no bad sinners and good sinners. We're all sinners. I say we were all sinners. We're only saved by the grace of God. He paid the same price for the black man that he did the white man and the red man and the yellow man. He paid the same price for that little boy as he did for that adult man. He said, I'm buying them all. I'll take everything there. Whosoever will, let him come. It makes no difference what your place in life is. You may be a millionaire or you may be a beggar on the street. But Jesus said, I'll take your damaged goods and I'll work them over and I'll change it for you. For you. Feel the Holy Ghost here? Philippians 2 and 7 and 8 says, But he made of himself no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. Was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient unto death. Even to the death of the cross. Why did he do it? Because he knew all of us at one time were damaged goods. Amen. We had all been crushed by the devil. We had all been hurt by the the devil. And maybe we have caused some of our own problems. Oh now. Now you'll have to forgive me. I've been a pastor for so many, many years. I'm not a good evangelist. But I'm going to tell you what. A lot of people, their problem is they take their own life and stomp it in the floor. They take their own life and make a mess out of it. But the beautiful thing of it is, I don't care what you've done to it. I've got a God that can reform it and refashion it and make it what it ought to be. We have a high priest who is touched by the feelings of my brokenness. Huh? Our failures, he understands. I'm going to tell you what. There's been times I didn't understand what I didn't understand about what I didn't understand. Thank God I could take it to an altar, Pastor. And there at an altar as I wept and prayed and sought the face of God, I felt the touch of a high priest that says, All right, Robert Bailey, I understand what you're going through. I understand your feelings. I understand your situation. And leave that altar, Sister Jean, feeling a new relief of joy in my heart and my life. Thank God we have an altar. Thank God we have a high priest. Not just some kind of priest. We got the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. We've got the great high priest. Understand we are out here by noon. Is that right? 
No. See, I know you're used to great preaching, so I'll just give you a little touch of something and he can finish what I kind of mess up. <laughs> Aren't you glad you got a God of compassion? Sometimes we don't have enough. We just say, ah, who wants that little old puppy that doesn't have a hip joint? Amen. We'll just send him on down the road. No, no, we, we, we want, it's got to be a pedigree. Can I just be me? <laughs> I'm going to anyway. <laughs> but you give me permission. I want a pedigree. I, I, he's got to be of the bloodline. Now, our oldest son uh, years ago, and uh, he uh, lived in Phoenix and still lives out there, but he raised pit bulls. I'm talking about pit bulls. Now, you can like them, not like them. I, I have mixed emotion about it, but anyway. But he had pedigree pit bulls, and, and their daddy was so-and-so, and their mama was so-and-so, and those pit bulls would bring him $2,500 a piece because of their pedigree, because of who their ancestors were. Well, let me tell you what. Most of us didn't have a pedigree. Most of us were mongrels. Come on now, you can say, well, my, my daddy was this. I don't care whether your daddy was president, amen, of the PTA. I don't care. But most of us just didn't have a pedigree. Woo! Look out, I feel it. It's coming. I feel the Holy Ghost about ready to minister to a heart and a life that's in this building because the devil has beat you over the head because your daddy wasn't this and your mama wasn't that and you wasn't raised with this degree and you didn't have that and you were on the other side of the tracks or the other side of the lake. I'm here to tell you it doesn't make God any difference where you came from but it does make a difference where you're going. And he said, I'll take the damaged goods. I'll take the brokenness. I'll give you a new life. I learned something from one of my minister friends after he turned 55 he said he no longer run around the church but what he did is he did this You don't see me do it again? Go the other way. And we must understand that God looks down on every life individually. Is there, Pastor, is there a scripture that says, They that compare themselves by themselves are not wise? Does that mean that if I try to compare myself to you, I'm not too smart? Well, I'm not too smart because I compare myself to him sometimes. When we're fishing and he's catching fish and I'm rowing the boat. But I'll tell you one time, we were on the same lifeline. We were sitting in the boat in Mississippi. All of a sudden, I looked at him and he looked at me. And I, it wasn't quite spontaneous but it was mighty close it's time to go home and we got out of the boat after we got to the land we neither one of us learned to walk on the water at least i didn't he may be and we got there and we got everything loaded and we headed out in the middle of a storm 
tell you the rest of the story next time I come. <laughs> but I tell you right, right where his camper was that night after we got gone, it flipped another trailer, would have been right on top of it. Am I telling the truth? I try not to lie. He's got pictures to prove it. What I'm saying is, it doesn't make any difference who we are or what we are. God knows that you have a need in this building this morning. How many would, I know I, I get in trouble doing stuff, but you know, it's just me. Hey man, how many say, you know, uh, Bishop Bailey, Bishop Bob, Bishop Robert, Pastor Robert, well, I don't care what, they call me every, as long as they call me in time of supper, I don't care what they call me. The thing of it is, how many say, I'm, I'm not saying you're a sinner, I'm not saying you're lost, I'm not saying anything, but you say, Brother Bailey, i got some situations I really need God to answer. Could I see your hand? Come on, I, I see your hand. You know what? This is the day. This is the day that it can happen. This is the day it can happen because God can take this old loaf of bread. You know what? He'll take it back into his surgery department. Woo! I feel something coming on. I'm bring you out a brand new loaf of bread that everything is all right and everything is fine. He can take your problems, brother. He can take your problems, sister. Young person, he can take your failures that's all crumbled and crushed and bring it back out in a fresh wrapped of uh, 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 bread. I'm telling you, he is a God that specializes in damaged goods. Oh, isn't that nice? Man, if we just had some bologna and cheese to go with that. No, I don't have any back here either. You see, but God can take it. Let me see. Hallelujah. And then this here, this kind of relates to kids. I know these uh, dummies. See, you can take young people if you're struggling with some things. Come on, youth. Don't you hide behind, well, my daddy's this and my mama's that. I'll tell you what the Lord can do. He can take your old crumbled up box and bring you out a brand new box. So you made a mistake, young man. So you made a mistake, young lady. So you've done some things maybe you shouldn't. You hear this old man. Amen. I know we have all failed. But I'm going to tell you there's a God that can take a brokenness of your life and put it back together and make it what it ought to be. All you got to do is come to God's grocery store and start shopping. He's got aisles full. I said he's got aisles full of everything you need. John chapter 8. Woman caught in adultery. Bad life. Bad situation. Nobody wanted to be around her. Nobody cared. But Jesus cared. She was an adulteress. And, and she kind of self-inflicted this into her life. 
first thing we got to do, we have got to do, if we're going to take care of the problem, we have to admit it's our fault. I know there's some problems not your fault. I know, but I'll tell you, a lot of our problems are self-inflicted because we, well, I start to say we look at the wrong stuff, we read the wrong stuff, we go the wrong places, we talk with the wrong people and got the wrong friends. Sorry, Pastor, if I'm stepping over the bound. We, we bring it into ourselves. Young people, kids. She was a reproach. She was a shame. And those that brought her to Jesus said, let's stone her to death. Church, if I preach anything, anything contrary to pastor, you listen to pastor. I mean that. But church, when people come with damaged goods, we don't jump up and down on them and say, yeah, Amen. you was a sinner. You were terrible. You were bad. Look what you did wrong. Look how you live. No! That's not the mission of the church. It's to bring damaged goods to an altar and let God take care of their problem. We need to get our self-righteousness and our self-appointed holiness out of our life. And I believe in holiness. But friend, it is only my relationship with God. Let me help those who don't know Him. By law, they were right. By grace, they were wrong. You want to live under the old laws back there, head on. Thank God for the dispensation of grace. Because most of us would be in a cemetery somewhere. By grace are you saved. Through faith, that not of yourself. It's a gift of God. He's handing out Grace. See, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds. Grace does much more abound. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. It's not about what kind of sins you may have committed, but I've got to tell you this God's more, got more grace than you got sin. God's got more grace than what the world's got sin. You may be the most low-down, honorary critter in the world, but I want to tell you what. Five seconds in the grace of God can start you in the right direction. Amen. He can take those damaged goods and put them together, and you'll be just as good as when God created you. Stone. 
help me. What happened? Jesus stepped into the situation. Am I right now? When everybody wants to put you down, everybody wants to condemn you, everybody wants to put you to the bottom of a heap, I'll tell you what, if you'll let him, there'll be the King of King and Lord of Lords that'll step right into your life. He'll begin to write. Woo, hallelujah. And when it's all said and done, he'll say, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin more, more, no more. I have given you an opportunity. I gotta hurry on. You know, Pastor, I was reading about a guy that had quite a unique name, and I hope I get it close to right. Mephibosheth. I'm glad my dad and my mom did not name me Mephibosheth. I would have never learned to spell it till I was a senior in high school. Yes, I did go through high school. I won't go through the whole story, but you see, the kingdom kind of went down, and Mephibosheth uh, had to kind of think on it a little bit now. Bear with me. His nurse was carrying him, stumbled, fell, messed up his legs and so forth. And then his father and grandfather and them who were once in authority no longer were there. And so they hid him. They hid him. You know where they hid him? In the house of the Lord. Tell you what, if you got some brokenness in your life, the best place you can go. You got some damaged merchandise in your life, young people? Mom and dad? And I'm going to tell you what, grandmas and grandpas, we get some damage along the way also. Don't, don't go out there somewhere. Now, I'm going to get in trouble on this. Oh, yeah. Don't go out there looking for help. No, no. You need to be in the house of God. You need to be where the kingdom of king of kings and the Lord of lords is. Oh, yeah. I don't have time to go through those stories. But you know, now he was crippled. He couldn't walk. They had to carry him. It was bad. And he grew older and a little older. But you know what? There, there was a, was it David that become king? And David said, is there anybody of the house of Saul still alive? Anybody around? And it finally got around. Yeah, there's, there's a young man over there. He's, he's kind of got some damaged goods. Am I making a little sense this morning? He's got some damaged goods. He's lame. And, 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 and they got him and said, well, bring him. Oh, I like this part. Said, bring him. And I want to tell you this about him. He's got a place to live in my palace as long as he lives. Not only that, but he's going to sit down at the king's table every time there's a meal. Woo! Amen. I'm going to make sure that everything's taken care of him. I got his retirement in there. 
I'm going to tell you what, you may have some damaged goods, but I got a Savior that's walking around Say, why don't you come on in? Amen to the house of God. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to put you at the king's table. You're going to feast of the manna of heaven. And you're going to be protected by the royal army of God. I'm going to encamp angels around about you. Bring your damaged goods. Hear me, hear me close before you turn me off or on. Sometimes when you make mistakes, hear me please, I'm trying to make this clear. There may be scars from the mistakes. But don't let the scars remind you of your failure. Let the scars remind you of a God that came along and found some damaged goods and said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take this to Calvary. And at Calvary, I'm going to reach down and I'm going to bring it out some new ones. Hallelujah. Let the scars remind you, this is what Jesus can do to failure. This is what Jesus can do to damaged goods. This is what Jesus can do to broken lives. Amazing. See, all of us have stories. Some of you have greater stories than I have. I was raised in the church all my life. And when I say this, please don't think I'm patting myself on the back. But folks, I don't know what it is to drink a beer. I don't know what it is to take a shot of alcohol. Closest I ever got was NyQuil. You can get loopy on NyQuil. I don't know what it is to take drugs. I, I, I Please, I'm not bragging. On me, I'm bragging on what the master can do to a life. Now, you hear me. I, I get, I get, I get, I get kind of touchy about this. It's great when we see sinners, young people especially, come in that's been out there in drugs and all that. Our, our son, Rob, you've heard me talk about it, if you heard me talk at all. I mean, we have Anthony, who is the pastor and the good guy. He wore the white hat. And then we got Rob, who was, what, eight years older, five years older? I don't know. How old is Rob older than Anthony? Five and a half years. He wore the black hat. Thank God the hat's turning white. You see, for 10 years, Rob was on crystal meth, living ungodly and wickedly. But six years ago, he took his damaged goods and he took them to an altar. Amen. God refilled him with the Holy Ghost because God, amen, wants to work with the damaged goods of life. love the Lord a minute with me. Help me. Father, we love you right now. We need you right now. Oh, God, we need you right now. Move, I pray, in Jesus' name. Not our will, but thy will be done. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
See, God comes around and he sees all the problems we're having. And he wants to help. Young people, you're being bombarded with every type of garbage there is. Maybe you've made some mistakes, I'm sure. Probably. But don't let the devil beat you down. Don't let the devil destroy you. For years we prayed for Rob, and years we prayed for Rob, and years we prayed for Rob. There were months and months we didn't know whether he was dead or alive. I'm not giving you a sob story. I'm just telling you that, amen, there's nothing greater than have a, a, a travailing church and a travailing mom and dad. Maybe some of you have children that have left God. Don't you dare give up. You put them on the altar and leave them there. They may have to go through a hell on earth. They may have to go through a lot of problems. But it's a lot better. Amen. Because down the road, you see them coming back. They may have a few scars, but they got their life straightened up. And they're trying to live for God. And they're reaching out the higher heights in God. Don't you dare give up. You leave them on the altar. You pray for them. You travail for them. They may be damaged goods, but God can make them something new. And Bible said we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Stand with me, please. The prodigal son took his inheritance and left. Oh, I pray for a revival of backsliders. He left. Scripture says that he spent his inheritance on riotous living. Oh, you'll 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 have friends as long as you're supplying the money and the party fund. But when the money's gone, the party's over. Come on now. I want to say something else. Isn't it strange? The world don't mind offering you what they got. Want my cigarette? You want to drink of my beer, my alcohol? You want to look at my pornography? They don't mind sharing their garbage. Hey, church, we shouldn't be ashamed to share Jesus Christ to them because we got the best thing that's ever happened. But after the prodigal son ran out of money, when the Bible said he he would have, he feigned eating with what kind of animals? Dog, swine. You know, the last place that Jewish boy wanted to be was in the hog pen. Let me tell you what, there's some of you in this building right now, I, I, I've got to say this, the last place you really want to be is out there where God found you. 
And the only way you're going to stay out of that is to stay at the Father's house. You say, but oh, I can handle it. You can't handle it. I can't handle it. They haven't handled it. And it's so sad that hell is going to be full of at one time this was a fresh wonderful loaf of bread cast it aside you know what we'd probably just throw this out you know yeah really you say well I wouldn't if you want it after church you're welcome to it but most of us say man that's not usable but God says let me take it and open up the bag and start putting it back together. I don't know how you end your service. I'm just going to end it this way. There's a heavenly father standing at the gate waiting for somebody or anybody or everybody who has damaged goods here this morning. I don't have to know what it is. I don't want to know what it is. Pastor Dean doesn't have to know what it is. But all he or I or this church wants you to do is just bring those damaged goods to Jesus because as that father was standing waiting for the prodigal son, Jesus is waiting for you. As our heads are bowed and the church begins to pray. How about it, young person? I'm not saying you're backslid. I'm not saying you're a bad person. But could it be you'd like to come and stand and say, God, I need to renew some commitment to you. I need to renew some dedication to you. Maybe there's some young marriage that's been struggling and you say, God, I don't want to wind up like that loaf of bread. I want to leave here like the new loaf of bread that has been changed and God has taken the damageness out of my heart. Would you come, please? Would you just come and stand and you talk to God in your own way? Allow the Holy Ghost to minister to your heart and your life if there's needs in your life. I'm not saying you're backslid. I'm not saying you're going to hell. I'm just saying that the devil is beating on you and he's trying to destroy you. And you're not going to let him. You're going to moshanda yamahata. You're going to bring your life to Jesus and let him change you and mold you and make you like you really ought to be. Let God take care. Let God take care. Bring your damaged goods to the Lord.